Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, Russell. Good morning, good morning Russell. Good morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father, for today. Thank you for a new day. Thank you for the weather outside. Thank you for all the beauty in nature that you have given us to behold. Thank you for the rain. Thank you for the sunshine. Thank you for all the people that you have put into our lives, into our families, and all the influence that they have on us in different ways. And thank you, Lord, for the gift to discern the difference, to pick all that is from you, Lord. Thank you for giving us your word, that we are able to look into it as a mirror and see ourselves and see others as well in respect to us. We thank you, Father that you call each of us to be with you and you pour out your wisdom and you open up our understanding. <laughs> we thank you, Lord, that you pour out your revelation and we thank you, Father, that you provide all our needs in accordance with your riches. When we are connected with you, you are our shepherd. We cannot end up in shame. We cannot end up in difficulties. We thank you, Father, that you work for the good of those whom you have called according to your purposes, those who love you. That is what your word says. And we hold firm and stand on it, Lord. We thank you that you pour your peace and joy into our hearts every time you call us to be with you and we commune with you. And we share the same, Lord, with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family, we share it with Christians everywhere, with all those that do not know you and all those that do not want to know you either. And we share it with all those who have no one to pray for them and every soul that we are lifting up in our prayer this morning at our platform of answered prayer. And as we lift up all the intentions, Lord, on our prayer group, we call on your name. The name of our maker, our creator, the one who is ever faithful, the one who said he will never leave us, the Holy One of Israel, the preserver of men, the God of the universe, the great I am. And we pray in the name of his son, Jesus, the one through whom we have atonement, redemption, salvation, that we can come back into the kingdom, the cornerstone on which our faith and our Christian life is built. That life that you give us, you show us about your ways in the kingdom, the way we are meant to live through your word. But he demonstrated it to us as well through his life so that we might copy, we might follow. He said, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. Not just come after me, but do what I did. They follow me. And we pray in the name of his spirit. The spirit of the living God, the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of light and life, the spirit of truth. The hand of the father that brought creation into existence, the one that powered Jesus' ministry, now gives life to our mortal body just like he raised him from the dead. He is now tabernacled within us that we might become walking, living temples of the Father, where the Father is praised, worshipped and glorified, where his seat of his throne exists, so that all that authority 
now sits within us. The same ability to be a co-creator with him, like he did in Genesis 1. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with the gift of your word and your spirit. You have blessed us with the ability to speak in authority. <clears throat> you have blessed us with your systems of advantage that you give us. Through your word, you reveal that to us. We thank you, Lord, you have blessed us with the angels, with destiny helpers. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with every spiritual gift in the heavenlies as well. So that when you are our shepherd in that sense, our teacher, our advocate, our guide, our father, our friend, when you are our shepherd, the one guiding us, the one protecting us, we can lack nothing. We thank you, Father, that you reveal more and more of your nature to us, that we might have that closer relationship with you, that you are ever willing to bestow and restore our royal priesthood once again. Open up our hearts, Lord, to see that truth and how that then establishes and re-establishes our abundance and our dominion that you had in mind the plans that you had to prosper us when you first created us in Genesis 1.26. We thank you, Father, that you bring those plans to fruition by your Spirit working in each, us, in each of us every single day. We thank you, Lord. As we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak, every prayer we make as well as every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by the precious blood of Jesus. We draw that bloodline around each of these, around their homes, around their assets, around their jobs, their businesses, their finances, their incomes, around their relationships, around their ministries, around their going in and their coming out. We declare it as our hedge of protection by that ring of fire, by that blood that has won all victories. And for everyone within, Lord, we ask for your wisdom, your guidance, to your ways that are much higher than our ways, so that when we follow those ways, when we observe to do according to all that is written in your word, then that hedge stays up at all times, in the name of Jesus. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your holy will for these lives, Lord. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us, to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, any kind of natural disasters and any spiritual attacks. I declare divine exemption. We ask for your wisdom and your guidance, Lord, in all of these situations when they do arise. And I command that angelic protection in the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. We also herald the power in your spoken word as we proclaim your word from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11. It says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it, 
without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out of my mouth this day and each of us declares, it will not return to me empty. It will not fall to the ground unaccomplished. But will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. And I send it in faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the power of life in our tongue. Thank you for the discernment to choose life in our words in every situation. Thank you, Father. Yesterday, we reflected on the Lord calling us this Lenten season to come back to Him as we are, to not hold back, but come to Him. Today, I'd like to reflect on guilty conscience. Is it good or bad to have that? Many hold back when they feel guilty over their mistakes. And the devil spares no time to add weight to it and to condemn them so that they are pressed under that guilt. And consequently, some may end up thinking, God will never forgive me for what I have done. There is no hope. It is all over. And for the others, you may even convince them that there is no harm. Just like he said to Eve, did God say, will you, will you die? No, you won't. See, you have eaten of this fruit and you still live. But to others, it could be a painful experience and a difficult one to be in. For these kind of situations where a person is feeling pressed down under that guilt, I'd like to refer to 2 Corinthians 7 verse 10. Now read from the Amplified Version. Where it says, For godly sorrow that is in accord with the will of God, it produces a repentance without regret. I'll repeat those last three words again. It produces a repentance without regret. Leading to salvation. But worldly sorrow, that is the hopeless sorrow of those who do not believe, produces death. So what's the difference then? Worldly sorrow is still based on our pride-filled assumption where we keep holding on. God will not forgive me. And more often than not, it is the person that we point to and not the act or the mistake. It is not about God will not forgive my mistake. It is God will not forgive me. It becomes personal. And that's how the devil wants you to think. It's not just about us. It's about others as well. And when we are looking at them, we often tend to look beyond the mistake and only point the person. We condemn the person. In this case, it is ourselves. Whereas godly sorrow is where we are convicted. We confess our mistake. We repent for it. And we receive forgiveness and the grace to move on. David speaks of this godly sorrow and conviction in Psalm 32 verses 4 and 5. 
where he's saying to God, your hand was, <clears throat> sorry, your hand was heavy on me. My strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. Then I acknowledged my sin to you. I did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And the last part is what each of us then should remember. Last part of that verse 5 says, And you forgave the guilt of my sin. So godly sorrow works repentance. Feeling guilty is good, provided we repent and turn to God and not away from Him. Turning away from Him gives the devil more space to work pressure on that guilty conscience. And then people end up harming themselves instead of healing. Harming themselves instead of healing. Can be a sad outcome. Turning to God provides an opportunity to improve and make a fresh start again. And the Holy Spirit helps make that fresh start. He helps in these situations through conviction and restoration. The important thing to remember is don't self-condemn and not forgive yourself. Instead, repent just like David did we saw in Psalm 32 there, knowing that God forgives. Knowing what we reflected on yesterday where he said in Romans 8 verse 1, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. So when we believe in him and we come to him, he does not condemn. So again, just a recap and a reminder. And things for us to note is, condemnation is a finger pointed at the person in accusation. So that the person is stuck with the mistake and cannot be free, that weight is added to the pressure that is already on them. And it keeps reminding them of that mistake. Keeps renewing that guilt. And this is the work of the accuser, Satan, whose job is to destroy. But conviction is to stir up repentance. It is to separate the person, to separate you from the act or the mistake that you can now recognize that mistake, identify it. You can release it and let it go. You can make peace with yourself through the grace that God releases to you. And then once you have released it, you will not let it tempt you or affect you again anymore. Meaning the guilt conscience of that past act cannot affect you anymore. Neither can it turn around and come back to tempt you again. That's the lifting and the working of the Holy Spirit. Now when we are weighed down on that situation, how do we come out of it? Just like David did there in Psalm 32 verse 5. By taking responsibility, by confessing, knowing that God is ever willing to forgive when we repent. Father, in the name of Jesus, ask forgiveness for all those times where you have sought to correct us, where you have convicted us and we have not heeded your correction. You have even used men, you have even used people in the form of our close friends, our family members, 
who have lovingly pointed out the mistakes and we out of our pride have refused to look at them and just went away and did of our own will and ended up facing the consequence lord for all those times of failure we ask forgiveness for all those times where we didn't listen to you we ask forgiveness and all the guilt that is bearing on us father this day that is bothering us our peaceful sleep at night as well in some cases we seek your forgiveness father we cover ourselves in the blood of jesus so that through him through that blood we know that there is mercy released for us we know that there is forgiveness we know that there is atonement and we are able to receive that grace lord today to rise up once again and to commit to get rid and to release that guilt from our lives in the name of jesus we ask lord for that edification that stirring in our spirit today to rise again and as we pray for spiritual edification we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs and those of our families and our friends for every request that has been raised on the holy spirit brisbane prayer group father we come in agreement with each of these prayers today and let there be a lifting up lord even though people say there is a casting down there is guilty conscience there is accusation let there be a lifting up today father let your love be experienced and your grace through an understanding of what you have kept for us let that understanding be opened up lord we pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease today that are hospitalized will undergo any kind of procedure for all families that are embattled that are facing division and separation of any kind what you have joined together lord let no man and no spirit divide we pray lord for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds especially that of prayerlessness busyness ignorance of your ways and poverty all kinds of compulsions and addictions every yoke of the enemy seeking to keep your people in bondage lord we come against it by the blood of jesus we ask for your yoke breaking anointing to be released so that the burden be taken off their shoulder this day especially that burden of guilt so there is a constant finger pointing at them let that be broken in the name of jesus so that there is a release of his love this day through that blood we are freed we pray also for our own personal needs those of our families and our friends especially those that are not yet saved lord we ask for a quickening in their spirit too as well father we thank you that you have heard us that you always hear us as we release our faith and our prayer making this a prayer of agreement with each other in the spirit we believe lord that you have heard us and this prayer is an answered prayer in the name of jesus because we stand on the promise that jesus gave us that whatever the two of you agree as touching upon in faith that the father in heaven will do for you in my name we hold on to that promise father and we release our faith now in agreement 
I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, release your tongue and your faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit.
Nam Roska Stala Resta Ketoko Yangela Rabade de Lele de 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 Shadil and Brostes, the Katakata, Kunda papa Scripture that was put on my heart this morning is from 2 Corinthians 4, 8 to 10. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body 
the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> we have a scripture that has been shared in the chat. This is from 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, quoted from the Amplified Bible, where it says, But he has said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. My loving kindness and my mercy are more than enough, always available regardless of the situation. For my power is being perfected and is completed and shows itself most effectively in your weakness. Therefore, I will all the more gladly boast in my weakness, so that the power of Christ may completely enfold me and may dwell in me. And the second scripture quoted is from Philippians 4. Verse 13, this is from the NIV where it is written, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these morning encounters, Brother Savio's powerful daily reflections, the daily rosary and divine mercy sessions and the Friday Bible study sessions, please share the Zoom and YouTube links with family and friends and invite them to join us. This Friday's Bible study session is the fourth part in God's systems of advantage, the concluding part where we are learning how God actually set us up at an advantage over all else on earth. God's covenants given to man, his kingdom principles designed to provide that edge in any situation. Three key things. And the links are already in the Telegram group. They are also posted on Facebook and YouTube. Please share those. Invite family and friends to come. Those that are unable to attend all these various sessions that our prayer group holds can also, uh, pray with the recordings that are available on YouTube, on Facebook, as well as on our Spotify podcast page. If you haven't yet subscribed to us on YouTube, please do so, so that you receive notifications every time a new video is uploaded there. Praise God. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day ahead, everyone. Thank you, Rasul. Thank you, Rasul. God bless everyone.